What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Electric Runway Podcast. I'm your host, fashion tech journalist, Amanda Costco. Today on the show, this is a conversation that I've wanted to share with you for a long time. I recorded this a couple of months ago, and if you're a regular listener to the show or a subscriber to our YouTube channel, you may remember me telling you about a company called Avery Denison. Now, many people know Avery Denison as a company that makes labels and tags, but they actually have a radical new vision for the future of fashion, and that's what I want to share with you today. So if you haven't already heard of it, Born Digital is an initiative to digitize 10 billion items of apparel and footwear in the next few years. So this is something that Avery Denison is working on in collaboration with a company called Everything. We're going to get to that in a moment. So proof of concept projects have included a smart bomber made in collaboration with New York-based designer Rochambeau. And this is really rethinking the relationship between our clothing and content. It's a new way that we can bring a kind of interactivity to our clothing and In order to do this, as I mentioned, Avery Denison has teamed up with a smart products platform called Everything, that's spelled E-V-R-Y-T-H-N-G, and this is a company that has a cool vision for the Internet of Things. So as we said in last week's episode, this idea of the Internet of Things, or IoT, it's a big concept, but what does it mean for fashion and retail? And so that's what we're going to delve into today. Here to provide insight, we have Andy Hobsbawm, the CEO of Everything, as well as Julie Vargas, the Director of Digital Solutions at Avery Denson, to share their thoughts on the future relationship between clothing and content. It's an exciting episode, and it starts right now. So Andy and Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you speaking about Avery Denison and what you're doing with everything. Now, maybe we'll start with Julie. Those of us who are familiar with Avery Denison know the company, perhaps for its adhesive materials, you know, apparel branding labels and tags. I really want to know, what's your investment in fashion? Right. Well, thanks, Amanda. It's really our pleasure to be with you today. You know, we partner with the world's largest brands and retailers to elevate and accelerate garments and elevate brands. And our core competencies are really around material science and technology. They've become a differentiator for modern fashion. And we've really taken that to the next level with this partnership with everything to build a set of design tools that can weave digital experiences into the design process at the very beginning. So this gives fashion a whole new dimension, well beyond just the trim and accessories from a branding perspective that have been our core competency in the past. So it's really about giving brands and designers the tools to enter into like the Internet of Things as it pertains to fashion and retail. That's how I understand it. Do I have it correct? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just about the physical design of the garment, but what's that digital life of that garment as well. And and all of that goes into the design process at the very beginning to weave together both the digital elements and the physical elements to give the whole story 
from a fashion perspective. Yeah, it's really interesting to me, this idea of the digital life of clothes, because of course, clothing always has had a story to it and it's helped us express our own personal stories. And now that's entering into the kind of digital realm. So it's a very exciting time for fashion. So Andy, for those who don't know, what is everything and what is the vision of the Internet of Things that everything enables? Well, I think the simplest way to describe the, perhaps the, I'll start with the vision of the Internet of Things, it's the idea of physical things being connected to the web. So if you think about our experience of the Internet and of the World Wide Web, that's been fairly transformational over the last two decades, it's primarily been about connecting people, information, data sets from systems. But now the idea is that physical objects will also become part of this. And that's quite a you know, an interesting idea. What what happens when our cars and our homes and our clothes and the food and drink that we purchase and consume, what happens when those things also have intelligence and connectivity? It's a kind of new idea of our reality. And so the vision of everything is to help make that happen. And the role we play is very specific, which is about all of the data that flows from something once it's connected and how that data is managed in the cloud so that cool things can happen. So when you interact with your garment, it will give you some great experience and tell you how to recycle it or give you recommendations for other sort of fashion accessories. Or if you are a brand owner and you want to understand the kind of sustainability history of your garment, that that information is all easy to access in terms of analytics and reports. So really, once you digitize physical things and you hold them in the cloud, you can make amazing things happen, like applications and analytics. So it's kind of technical, but really, if you think about all of the leading things in our lives from Airbnb and Uber and Netflix and Google and Amazon and so on, they all run on platforms that manage the data. And that's basically what we're doing for physical things. Very interesting. And so in 2016, it was announced that Avery Denison is on a mission to switch on the apparel industry with the promise to digitize 10 billion products. And that's a huge undertaking. So maybe, Julie, you could tell us a little bit about how your relationship with everything came about and how you're working together to give a digital life to fashion. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, at Avery Dennison, we've long been a leader in giving clothes a fingerprint, if you will, right? So a unique identification onto the garment itself at source with brands and retailers. This is really to switch it on. It really goes back to what Andy's talking about, right? Giving this this digital element, or if you think of it kind of like an Instagram or a Facebook profile that goes with that fingerprint. So now it's not just a unique serialized garment that has its own identity. That identity is complemented by a myriad of, of information, experiences, and it can really tell the story of the item, the brand, or provide ultimately a new dimension to the consumer experience itself. Interesting. And so, Andy, what's the main challenge you see in the apparel sector that you're hoping to solve with the Internet of Things? I think it's that, I mean, there's something particularly fascinating about apparel, which is, I think, maybe not so much a challenge, but a, you know, potential opportunity, is that, you know, clothes and fashion is so intimate and kind of of all the products in our lives, it's possibly the 
the most intimate and the most emotional. So it has this curious blend of function and emotion. So it obviously keeps us warm and you know make sure we don't walk around naked in the wrong situations. And it also is an expression of our identity and really an expression of who we are. So it has this very interesting set of dynamics around it. And I think the opportunity from a consumer experience point of view is to ask the question, you know, what would this product do if it had a digital life? If that garment could think for itself and if it could understand all the things in your digital world, how would it integrate in your digital life the way that it actually is a part of your physical life? And I think that's a really fascinating starting point. And basically, that's what we're trying to do to realize the potential of that combination of fashion and technology by stitching those digital capabilities into the garment itself. Because as Judy and I often talk about, you know, you know, a garment is the ultimate wearable in the sense of fashion technology. So if the clothing itself can have digital services that it brings you and contents and experiences, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, we've been talking a lot so far about the benefits kind of from the consumer perspective of having digital capabilities in your clothing. And this question is really for anyone because I just thought of it now and I didn't, you know, have it sent in the questions ahead of time. But I'm just wondering, what are the benefits from a data perspective? If you're a retailer and you can understand more about the digital life of your garments, so, you know, when they're being worn, how they're being worn, you know, during certain events and things like that. I imagine that that would help you with your perhaps buying strategy, merchandising strategies and things like that. Have you thought about that or are you really thinking from the consumer perspective? Well, I'm hugely thinking about that too and you're, you're right to point that out. I mean, if you step back a second and really think about what's happening here, you are effectively instrumenting these products, these garments. So previously, a garment does not have data flowing from it or to it. It exists in the physical world, but it's not part of the digital world, apart from maybe existing as a skew in a database somewhere. So by adding connectivity to it means that you can add intelligence and you can program actions and you can extract data from analytics. So you're absolutely right for a retailer and perhaps even you know, more profoundly for a brand that is sold as retail that at the moment would not really have any idea of possibly where the products are, who's looking at them, what they're doing with them, how they're interacting with them, and even, you know, where they're buying them and what they're doing afterwards without, you know, a rather lengthy process of aggregating point of sale data and getting information from partners, in theory now has their products as a media channel and as a an actual service interface directly for a relationship with the customer and they can know the answer to all those questions. Yeah, this is perfect timing too, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, kind of, it's perfect timing because, you know, it's really the perfect storm right now. We all have a million things going on. I think it was Microsoft that did the study that with the rise of smartphones. We have an attention span that's shorter than a goldfish, but we also have a lot of shiny new things popping in all sorts of social media streams and in our digital and physical lives. So we're distracted. We're easily distracted. So aggregating that data, as Andy mentioned, really gives a brand or a retailer the ability to say, what's important to you? So how can I talk to you specifically, Amanda, and and only give you the things that you're interested in that are relevant and personalized so that our conversation is more meaningful? Interesting. What do you think the value is in switching on 
apparel and footwear, what experiences can be delivered and what data can be derived or other applications? And maybe, Julie, you could speak a little bit about the Janela Smart Products platform. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. You're close. Yeah, no, it's, it's Janela. So and for those who don't know, you know, Janela is actually the Portuguese word for window. So we did a lot of searching around what is this called and, and what does it mean? And, you know, I think, you know, Andy and the Everything team have done a phenomenal job with this vision of of turning on all of the inanimate objects around us and how they'll be able to communicate with us and with each other. Uh, and when it comes to, to apparel, we really looked closely at this, you know, as a Janela or a window, not just an opportunity, but also this new openness of visibility and connectivity between the physical and the digital world, right? So how we live, like Andy said, you know, clothing is very emotional, it's intimate, but it's also very expressive. And we're, we're doing a lot of our expression now in the digital space. So this really, this combination of Janela and the Everything Smart Products platform really gives us this holistic view of how I my physical garments to connect to my digital world. It can drive experiences, I can share information, but most importantly, I now have that one-to-one conversation between the brand or the designer to help shape the fashion that I'm interested in. And so, as I understand it, to make this concrete for listeners, there was a recent collaboration between Avery Denison and Everything, and it was a jacket made in partnership with New York designer Rochambeau. I'm actually not sure if Everything was involved in that. Maybe you could explain a little bit more about this project so people can understand how this really kind of materializes in garments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Everything was was at the core of this. This was really, truly a major collaboration. For those who aren't familiar with Rochambeau, I would encourage them to, to check it out at rochambeau.nyc. But we worked directly with Lawrence Chandler, who's the, the lead designer. And ultimately, this is about you know building the entire experience, integrating it into the physical design of the garment. So it was a collaboration between everything team, Avery Dennison and Lawrence. We started by building you know a, a beautiful physical element that connects the digital content that's woven into as a feature of the jacket, right? Not something we added on afterwards. And then once you connect to it via you know, your mobile device, it unlocks exclusive digital content. So if you think of it this way, it's not just three pieces of a puzzle. The jacket itself is a smart bomber. So it gives you a curated lifestyle, hand-selected by Lawrence Chandler, the designer, right, of what he would do and what he would be interested in. So it's not just an article of clothing, but a connected story and a lifestyle. Andy, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. I'd love your take on that. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Judy, I think you kind of nailed it. It was a really great example of, I think, a collaboration of different disciplines and how I think this world of smart products needs to happen, where you get the designers really excited about the creative possibilities of technology as a material they can design with, and if you like, sort of smart products as a canvas to, to explore creatively. And, you know, Avery Dennison has you know, decades of experience in materials technology and how you actually literally weave these into the garment. And I think, you know, our, our confidence is really in cloud and data and how how applications and experiences actually get programmed and managed to be effortless and wonderful, but actually, you know, quite a lot of sophistication behind the scenes in doing that. And we also partnered with the newsstand, which is this experiential retailer and, and sort of hybrid retail media business in New York City and they were also a core part of how we brought this to market. 
And I think I'm just going to add to, to your question, you know, in terms of other applications to make this, you know, real for people. If you think about a product suddenly knowing lots of things about itself and having access to lots of information, you could ask it questions about its history. You know, what materials does it have? Where was it made? You know, what's the distribution journey can deliver transparency to consumers about sustainability and how it was made? Loyalty rewards, consumers can interact with the product and get rewards that make their experience of using it better. The Rochambeau jacket was an example of, you know, unlocking levels of experience and content and retail gifts simply by owning the product. You could reorder a product from an e-commerce perspective. You could ask your product to reorder itself or what other things go with it. It also can help retailers with loss prevention. Somebody brings a product back and says, I bought it, but I lost the receipt. You can actually ask the product if it was bought there or not. You know, and finally, I would just say sort of sustainability is very close to my heart. And I think the idea that the product can help the fashion industry sort of track and produce things more sustainably and help the consumer use them and understand that sustainability story and then help them dispose of the garments responsibly at end of life and help the recyclers repurpose and upcycle those materials. That's very exciting too. Yeah, absolutely. Consumers are definitely interested in where their clothing comes from. They're doing a lot more research on, you know, ethical manufacturing and they want to know these things. So if the clothing can speak for itself, then that's fantastic, I think. So I want to touch on this idea of the Internet of Things and how our clothing kind of inserts us as as humans into it. Right now, it seems to me that the smartphone is kind of acting as the remote control for our connected devices. Do you, Andy, envision a time where we won't need to rely on our smartphones because our garments will have all those features built right into them? It's a great question. I think the answer is yes, but there's a couple of interesting dynamics to it. So Technology will become obviously cheaper and smaller and more powerful and, you know, in the case of clothing, you know, more washable. And so, in a sense, there will be more technology that will become part of the manufacturing process that has more capabilities to, if you like, be autonomous, to do things without actually you having to interact via a third-party interface like a smartphone. And you're already seeing this with voice, aren't we, in, in the home and things like Siri and Alexa and Cortana and so on and, and Google Home. So voice is becoming an interface. But there are two reasons why I think the smartphone still has a very, very strong position in this. One, if you think about a lot of wearable experiences, still piggyback on the smartphone. Mm-hmm. So the smartphone is may not be the dominant interface you use. You may actually look at your Apple Watch for the information, but it's still piggybacking through Bluetooth off the actual capability of the smartphone to provide that computing power, the sensors, and of course, you know, the battery and the web connectivity. And the final point is that I think we need to be careful when we design this new world of smart products that we don't, you know, freak people out, right? I mean, if you're if your clothing suddenly starts behaving in completely new ways that you're not comfortable with, you know, I might not want my my dress shirt talking to the dry cleaner behind my back about getting the stain removed because, you know, I might be like, well, hang on, where do I fit in? So humans, you know, we need to feel that we are in control and we want things to do things on our behalf, but we want to understand the permissions, the controls, the ability to shape that experience. 
And I think smartphones are quite a useful bridging interface to this new smart world that allows us to feel that we're directing our own experience of interactivity. It's not just simply happening to us. Yeah, it's really interesting what you said about our clothing kind of talking behind our back. It reminded me a lot of the a lot of the tech that was shown on the floor at the Consumer Electronics Show earlier in January, where it seemed like to be a lot of tech for tech's sake and artificial intelligence is coming into every area of the home, even the most intimate places like the bathroom. And the reason I'm drawn to fashion tech is because I really see fashion is an area that has problems that need to be solved versus, you know, a smart hairbrush that listens to your hair. Like it's all getting a bit, you know, science fiction for some people. It's getting a little bit freaky for them. So I think you're right that the smartphone helps people feel like they're in control. But yeah, I mean, I I envision a future where the smartphone is not at the center of it, but I don't know what that looks like yet. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think you're right. It will it will happen. It's just that, you know, these things also need to sometimes handshake over time, don't they? And, you know, I think, you know, the most important thing is to work backwards from either the business problems being solved or the user experience being enabled. And if the user experience is better, if it makes life easier and more helpful and more exciting and interesting and your products become more characterful and intelligent and interactive... And if a business can be more efficient and sustainable and you know profitable and faster, then actually the interfaces and the portfolio of different technologies and the coordination of how that gets put together should be in service of that. And I think as long as we focus on that, then we won't you know get diverted by is it a smartphone or is it not? Because I think that should be an answer to a question that comes before that answer. Right. So just a couple more questions for you before I let you go. This is for both Julie and for Andy. I'm wondering, how do you envision the Internet of Things shaping the future of fashion and retail? What are some of the big trends you're forecasting in this space? Yeah, so I think, I mean, we've talked about some of it here, right? So I think right now, as we talked about the Internet of Things being about one person controlling multiple devices. So what what does that look like when it is autonomous? There are some some practical trends where it may make sense in the maybe not near term, but not very far off in the future. So you look at things like the secondary economy, where I I you know my the real real or places where I can sell luxury goods to a secondary market or things like eBay even. What does that mean? So if the garment or the handbag had a voice of its own, and and you could actually transfer ownership directly through the actual item. Or that item could tell the history, like Andy mentioned. There's some real functionality there that might be relevant. Same thing with the circular economy, and it comes to reuse, recycle. There's a lot of opportunity there to to leverage this digital profile to continue to make the way that we we treat goods, share goods, and recycle, reuse goods more intelligent. I think augmented reality is the one that I get the most excited about. I'm still a fan of Cher from Clueless, and I just dream of this day where I can walk into my closet, hold up my smartphone, swipe left or right to pick my outfits, or potentially even filter options based on weather conditions or where I'm headed. I think that's one of the things that really keeps us excited and passionate about how we can make this smarter, not for tech's sake, but for for something that could really improve and enhance the way that we we live our daily lives. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. We sort of have very like-minded views on on this 
stuff. I think what I'd add from our point of view is we're, from the everything perspective, we're very interested in how you integrate things into the ecosystem of digital around us. And ecosystem is somewhat an overused word, but I mean, it's, it's a, still a very important, powerful world because increasingly everything exists in a sort of network of, of interconnections. And that's how the web works. And that's, in a way, why the web is so valuable and interesting is it's not a series of standalone things, but it's things that connect together, that pull information from each other or use your social identity from one site to allow you to log into another site. And all of these things, I think, increasingly are becoming important in the smart Internet of Things connected world. So I think for me, the idea that the garments that I wear would also have intelligence that's shareable with other services and brands and that the recipe for the right food to eat could be linked to the workout clothing that allows you to kind of have the best workout for the fitness regime that you're doing and that that data could be shared with a healthcare provider if you want to give you lower premiums and that that could then trigger rewards and all of these things is a sort of data orchestration if you like to create new experiences where the whole is greater than some of its parts and everything connects together to create a new version of, of a digitally enabled real world that just gets better because of these products having intelligence. Yeah, it's certainly a brave new world for the future of fashion. And I, for one, am excited about it. So Andy, how can people stay in touch with everything and follow what you're doing? Well, an amazingly kind of interesting answer, which I'm sure you, you couldn't have predicted, is I would say, if you have a look at us on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all the usual suspects, then you can track what we're doing and obviously our site and our blog and hopefully look out for announcements of next you know, amazing, world-changing things we'll be doing with Avery Desk. Yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it. We'll put up links on Electric Runway so people can link to you. And Julie, how can people stay in touch with the different fashion initiatives at Avery Denison? Yeah, absolutely. So same places on social media, but also check out averydenison.com backslash Janella. And you can see all of our exciting new collaborations with the Everything team and Connected Clothing. Great. Andy, Julie, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. That's it for today's episode. I hope you left feeling enlightened listening to Julie and Andy. I know I certainly did. I hope you learned a little bit more about Avery Denninson and everything. And I especially hope that this episode made you hit the refresh button on how you're thinking about the relationship between clothing and content. And I hope also it helped contextualize this big idea of the internet of things and made it approachable and applicable to a fashion and retail audience. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, fashion tech journalist, Amanda Costco. If you have a story for me, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm at Amanda Costco on Twitter. You could also email me. I'm Amanda at Electric Runway. You can also follow Electric Runway at Electric underscore Runway. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, not to mention your favorite podcasting apps as well as SoundCloud. So that's it. That's all we got. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Andrew Applepie.